Hey guys, my name is John Kim. I'm a licensed therapist and life coach, putting self-betterment into a shot glass. Because let's face it, who's got that much time these days? I come unpolished, unrehearsed, on purpose. If you're looking for more of a wine glass, you've come to the wrong place. According to the Harvard Business Review, mindfulness, the practice of non-judgmental, present moment awareness, living in the here and now, changes the brain and this is so important um one of the reasons why i struggle with mindfulness and meditation is because i'm someone who um, likes instant gratification (laughs) because i'm a total child and the thing about mindfulness is it's you don't see instant gratification right your or meditation you don't uh um, see the results right away um it's kind of a, a gradual slow burn of peeling of right it's a a changing almost like a seasonal change that happens internally Um, but when you realize and understand that it actually changes the brain that then can definitely motivate you right and so it changes um so neuroscientists have also shown that uh, practicing mindfulness affects the brain like related to perception, body awareness, pain tolerance, emotional regulation, introspection, complex thinking, um, and sense of self. And so this is why, this is what's really important about this, right? Like this idea of the science behind mindfulness. Um, Because if you don't realize that there's change happening, you're not going to be motivated to continue. And if you don't feel something instant, you know, because we're we're a culture so addicted to instant gratification, then you start to not believe in it. So there is proof, and you could Google this shit, that mindfulness actually changes your brain physiologically, uh, the gray matter, etc. And if you know that, as you practice mindfulness and start thinking about how it's actually changing your brain, like actually see it, I don't know about you, but that then helps me tremendously, right? Then I don't need the instant gratification. Um, I know that my brain is changing because I'm choosing to be super present, uh, non-judgmental, etc. So let's talk about how to make mindfulness sustainable. One of the things that I've struggled with for most of my life um, and still do sometimes is inhaling food, (laughs) not chewing, just inhaling food into my face, my mouth. And uh, I remember when I was married, we would go to In-N-Out and um, I would just, I mean, right, almost before my seat even, my my, my ass even hit the seat, I would have half the cheeseburger um, buried into my face. And I remember the look on my my wife at the time, her face was of pure disgust. Uh, And I could tell she was trying to hold in some words. Uh, because she's trying to be kind, but she did say, you know, like, man, you eat so fast, and and by the look on her face, she was she wasn't. Um, it was, definitely was not a turn on. Um, and so part of that, well, part of that I think is me growing up with zero. Um, I wasn't taught any manners or eating etiquette, and you know, part of that is cultural. Like, you know, my parents are old school Korean. Uh, uh, we, you know, like the Japanese when they when they. Uh, drink soup, etc. They slurp and, you know, they they do all these things um, that may not fly in America, <laughs> America's culture. Um, I grew up with uh, eating with my, my parents and my dad used to burp and they would, you know, wouldn't eat at a, a um, 
the pace of everyone else. And, you know, eating was like a task. It wasn't like this uh, social. It's not like in America where you eat to be social and it's a way to connect and bond. I grew up in a house where eating was basically like, you know, scratching your back or going to sleep or just something you do. And so um, I that carried on to my adulthood um, and also um, just not being mindful in general made me, I don't know what the word is, but it definitely made me, um, I, I don't want to say child, but it, I, I think it made me a uh, very high strung and um, kind of childish in, in certain areas, right? Like eating and, and stuff. So I now try to practice mindfulness. Um, so eating is one area where you could, because you, you know, you do it so much, right? Three, four, five, six times a day. So if you make a, an, a, a extra effort to be mindful when you're eating, use all your senses, right? So it's not about just slowing down, but it's actually about using your senses to really, uh, savor that moment to experience it. Right. So it's not just something you're doing off a checklist because it's lunch, um, but it's actually something you're starting to enjoy. And so training your brain to enjoy it sounds really sad because we've um we're now a culture that do things so fast that we have to actually retrain ourselves to enjoy it, right? So and not just food, but also like intimacy and sex and all that, right? Things can become very mechanical. So going back to the basics, practicing mindfulness, um so going back to the food idea just being extremely present, savoring every taste, uh, feeling the texture of the food, what things smell like, the the heat, the temperature, all of that stuff, right? And taking that in and, and truly enjoying it. Another activity that you can use to be more mindful is sex. Um, I also grew up, <laughs> I'm trying to think of the words, grew up uh, very sexually active and also... Um, I think I used to have sex like I used to eat my cheeseburgers. <laughs> I used to just uh, um, make it about me. And um, it, it, sex net was never longer than, uh, you know, a few minutes. But now, but now, and part of that is biology. Part of that is being, you know, a 20-year-old uh, with hormones bouncing off the walls. Um, and it just took a, a nice breeze, right, to get excited. These days, I'm 45, and it takes a lot more than that. It takes fucking dinner, read me a poem, hold me a little bit, tell me I'm, you think I'm beautiful. You know, it takes me a lot of things, but um, I'm definitely able now to be more mindful in the bedroom. And I think that this is another area where we can actually practice mindfulness. It's only going to lead to better connection and exploration, and um, it's going to be good for everyone. So what does it look like to be mindful in the bedroom? Again, using slow well slowing down first of all using all your senses right so from touch to um smell to um everything right uh to obviously you know what you see what you hear what you touch what you feel um smell taste everything so taking everything in as you kiss as you, you know, I don't, I don't have to tell you the details, right? As you do everything that you do. And instead of devouring or instead of focusing on the outcome, in this case, probably an orgasm, 
trying to be super present and losing yourself in the moment because you're so present, right? Almost like losing track of time because of uh, the, 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 dope, the amount of dopamine that's shooting in your brain, right? Hitting that flow state. Um, and also, you know, being creative and being, you know, making sure that it's not always the same. So, um, and, and when I say being creative, I'm not just talking about positions. I'm talking about mood, music, intention, um, all of that stuff, right? Um, if you want to uh, play with oils, uh, bring toys into the, whatever, right? Like there's so much that you can do to make um, intimacy and, and uh, sexual experiences extremely mindful. And I think that that stretch is only going to expand you, connect you more with your partner, get to know each other more, um, and also start to create re, uh, new definitions on what sex and intimacy looks like. So I'm super passionate about that because that's kind of where I'm at in my life today at 45. Um, I've been uh, practicing a lot of mindfulness in the bedroom. Um, also, fitness, right? Um, fitness can be very routine. I mean, basically, if you think about it, anything that's routine, right, like food, sex, fitness, um, work, they're all amazing spaces to be mindful, right? Um, because when you practice or when you practice or, or do things so much over and over, it can just become um, knee-jerk. It could just become um, um, boring. It could just become a task. So again, now with fitness, if you, that's something you do, it doesn't matter what the fitness is, right? It doesn't matter if it's yoga. It doesn't matter if it's uh, CrossFit or gymnastics or dancing or whatever, hiking, uh, climbing rocks to be extremely mindful, right? Again, using all your senses, noticing what things feel like, um, notice what's happening inside, you know, the, the beating of your heart, um, the sweat that's dripping off your face, right? And just really dissolving yourself into the moment to be super present. I use my motorcycle as a meditation tool. Uh, I said that word weird, I don't know why, a meditation tool. Um, to, to practice uh, awareness and being super present and uh, to distance myself from my thoughts using the activity of riding a motorcycle. I think um, you could ride a motorcycle and be extremely mindful, right? That's another practice. So these are some of the ways that you can practice mindfulness knowing that you are changing your brain, right? And to not just do these things once, but to actually thread them into your life. This is... I think the power of anything. Uh, I just did a goal setting workshop. And by the way, if you want that, I have it now as an audio course. Just go to my Instagram, click on my bio link. It's like 20 bucks, but I've got tons of stuff in there about how to set goals and the power of habits and rituals, right? So, like, we start with the vision. And then we need some kind of engine, some kind of system program. And then we incorporate that engine into our daily habits and rituals. And that's how you gain traction. That's how you uh, start accomplishing goals. So with mindfulness, because it could be very short-lived, you have to thread it into your life. It has to be a way of living, you know. And so then you have to ask yourself what that looks like, um, your daily habits, um, taking what you already do every day in the way that you live and pouring that through a mindful, mindful, mindfulness lens by being super present consciously, making the intention, uh, the intention to be um, 
in the here and now, right? To actually live in color. And you do that by slowing down and using all your senses. So whether we're talking about a conversation with a friend over coffee or sex with your partner, um, using the activity as the vehicle, the device to practice mindfulness. As you start to do that, know that you are also changing your brain. Um, just like if you were at the gym doing, you know, thousands of sit-ups over the years and changing um, your stomach <laughs> or you're building muscle or losing fat, whatever, you're also changing your brain. And I think knowing that, um, I don't know about you, but it helps me keep moving forward and to keep being mindful and seeing mindfulness as a practice, right? And, and you do it so much where you start to just you just do it that's just your way of life you don't even think about it and suddenly you're you're being more mindful i also like this idea of living in color meaning that when you are mindful and present um and there are less distractions and you're noticing all your senses you're actually living in color there's a movie called i think pleasantville i think the whole i I don't remember watching the movie but i know that the movie was in black and white and i think something happens where the movie then starts to turn in color and i don't know if they use time or whatever Um, But I like that analogy because um, I think that when you're not not mindful, your world and you're living in black and white, and when you are super present and mindful and you're using all your senses to anchor yourself and be extremely present, uh, then your world, uh, then life can be in color. Speaking of mindfulness, uh, Vanessa Bennett runs a mindfulness class. It's a workshop and the first one's free, so I don't know. Uh, when you're listening to this and um, if it lines up uh, with when she's teaching it, but uh, she constantly teaches it, so you should jump in. Um, you could DM her. Just follow her on Instagram, Vanessa S. Bennett, as in like um, Tony Bennett, B-E-N-N-E-T-T, Vanessa S. Bennett on Instagram. Uh, DM her. Ask her about her mindfulness workshop. It's live, and um, maybe – that will help you become more mindful. Thank you for listening. If anything, I hope this is a reminder that uh, starting today, I don't know what you're doing. Maybe you're driving as you're listening to this or you're um, on the pot. I don't know. And even if you are on the pot, be mindful. (laughs) No joke. Be mindful. Enjoy and um, be aware of the experience, how things feel. Be super present. Get out of your head. Create that distance. Live in color. Thanks for tuning in. I hope the dialogue was helpful. Listen, guys, if you want to be a life coach, just go to my website, theangrytherapist.com, and click on Life Coaching Training, and you'll find our Catalyst Intensive. There's only two things you need to be a life coach, a story, which everyone has, and a passion to help others. 